listening to the Oral Health Podcast, of course. This is Sophie and Karen. And with it being Valentine's Day tomorrow, we are discussing date night. Treating your Ooh. teeth right. So, Karen, when we're talking about Valentine's Day, there's a few things that come to mind. But it's the classics like champagne, chocolates. And I thought we would have a little bit of a chat about what kind of foods that you typically eat um, over Valentine's Day are actually good for your teeth? Um, yeah, um, certainly, you know, traditional chocolates, um, champagne, that kind of thing is really not great for our teeth. Um, obviously, it's a one-off, but, um, you know, anything with sugar in, such as your, your chocolates, anything with acid in, your champagne, is, you know, damaging to your teeth. So you really want to do it as, as little as possible. So, um, you know, having having an acidic drink, champagne, uh, Prosecco, if he doesn't love you quite so much, um, <laughs> controls that, has acid. So you're, you're looking at acid erosion. So just be mindful if you have had your last glass and then go to bed don't brush your teeth immediately you need an hour between your last sip of whatever it is you're drinking um, to allow the, uh, the the saliva in your mouth to neutralize that acid otherwise your your enamel on your teeth is slightly demineralized so it's weakened so if you brush too soon you will brush away the, the small particles of um, enamel that have been loosened so please wait an hour I mean, I would say drink it all down in one go, but that's probably not um, not particularly that's, that's, friendly. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe don't down a bottle of wine. No, <laughs> not in one. No, but um, yeah, just be mindful that every time you have a sip, that hour is starting again. So if you're sipping all night, your teeth are under attack for a lot longer. So you know, have a glass and perhaps save it for the next day, and you know. Just have it with a meal mm-hmm. or something like that, which which will help to protect your teeth. The same with your chocolates as well. Have them as you know part part of your pudding. Um, <coughs> Savor them. Now, <laughs> so, what about cheese? Oh, cheese! Geez, yes. Cheese can be. I mean, maybe it's not the most romantic thing to eat. Just a big stinky cheese, but depends what cheese it is. But um, I think of. But I'm not. I'm just. I'm too working class for this conversation. But like <laughs> a cheese board, you know, like you've got to like crudite and like stuff oh, like that wow. it's like snacky it is snacky foods. yes I mean I, I have to say I'm going to sound totally middle class here but I have bought my husband cheese for Valentine's Day so lots of little truckles of cheese so uh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm being tooth friendly because um, cheese has a neutral pH, so it will help to um, neutralise the acids in the mouth very, very quickly, which is why, you know, we like a cheese board after a meal because it is much better for your teeth than and having... wine? Uh, yeah, absolutely. But you've got to make sure that you have the cheese after the wine, not before, during. We just like it after, really. Mm. Um, or in the middle, I suppose you could do, uh, which will will help to uh, neutralise in between. But um, yeah, cheese is very good. Um, you know, if you go into the cinema, cinema is quite good for um, a romantic date. Mm-hmm. Um, popcorn, popcorn's great, but we would look at having plain popcorn, salty popcorn, at a push mixed. But you know, the sugary popcorn is not not great for your teeth. Yeah, I mean, I'm a salted person, I'm going to be honest. I I hate sweet popcorn. I don't think the popcorn's quite as bad as those, like, 
toddler-sized fizzy drinks that you can buy. Yeah. No one needs that much liquid for two hours of film watching. No, well, you'd have to keep getting up and going to the toilet, I would have thought, and you see the size of them. They're enormous. And obviously, if you're having um, a full-fat one, um, not only are you paying the sugar tax, because it's got a lot more sugar Mm -hmm. in it, but also... That's a lot of sugar to be putting on your teeth. And when you look at a can of um, fizzy drink, um, they're 330 mil, and you're looking at seven, eight teaspoons of sugar. So you can imagine, I don't know how many cans one of those big ones would be, but it's certainly more than... Ten, maybe? (laughs) The the huge ones, They are massive, aren't they? I mean, they're supposed to be for sharing, but I I assume. Well, I mean, I think... But still a lot. yeah. Well, you'd have a separate straw, wouldn't you? Yes. Nobody's that much in love that they'd share a straw, surely. Sharing a toothbrush, you wouldn't do that either, well, would you? Well, hmm, that's a good point. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all the spit's going in the drink anyway, isn't it? It's probably a bit of a... just took a bit it's of a left turn. A, yeah, it's, it's, gone, it's gone to a, a darker <laughs> level now. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. But no, the... Um, I want to talk a little bit, because it's Valentine's Day, about bad breath because that's probably the only thing you really care about oral health-wise when you're out on a date, is if your breath stinks. Well, yes, I think that that is one of the things. Um, You know, bad breath can be caused by a number of things. Generally, it's a cosmetic issue. It's the fact that you've had something like garlic or onions or coffee, um, something very strong smelling will remain on your breath. So that's pretty easy to uh, to counteract. So you could use a, a mint chewing gum for 20 minutes after you've eaten. Or, you know, you could rinse your mouth before you go out. Garlic does tend to linger a little bit longer. <clears throat> but, um, you know, I don't find the smell of garlic too off-putting really i love garlic it's the yeah best. i do i don't think garlic is too is is too much of a sort but obviously you have to like garlic for it to yeah. be an attractive um smell but you know those things are, are um fairly easy to mask but the the other ones the other causes of bad breath certainly um gum disease tooth decay those things are a little bit harder because you're not going to be able to mask that so your regular visits to your dentist or your hygienist will um, help to alleviate that because they'll be able to clean your teeth and um, make sure you don't have any teeth that need treating and um, your breath breath will be much much fresher Mm -hmm. when your oral health is up to scratch so that is important there are some medical conditions that cause bad breath um any sort of ear, nose and throat problems tend to um, sometimes cause bad breath um, when you're looking at um, mm. post-nasal drip. Um, Things like tonsil stones. Tonsil and, stones, yeah. exactly. And um, acid reflux as well. So if you have acid mm. reflux, that can cause it. So any of those, I would suggest if you've got um, bad breath that, that goes on and you know you can't shift it with... Um, you know the the chewing gums and brushing your teeth the the mouthwashes that you go to your doctor so go to your your dentist first get a clean bill of health uh with your teeth and gums and then go to the doctor if it doesn't doesn't work i mean it's a great way of of um testing whether your breath smells Mm. um if you lick the inside of your wrist allow it to dry 
and then smell it because that is what your breath smells like so if it smells fine you can't smell anything at all you don't have bad breath but if you can smell something on there then that's what other people are smelling so you know there are other other things you know if you go to give somebody a kiss did they turn their face away those kind of things are a little Mm. bit of a towel as well if you have a very very close friend or family member uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest this on a first date but ask them if you if your breath smells you know you can if you trust somebody they will tell you the truth and they'll they'll do it in a way that isn't sort of um hurtful um because you know if you to know is better than not to know i would say yeah in that sort of situation yeah and you're not gonna you know if you're meeting up with some rando on tinder you're not gonna be like oh nice to meet you i'm bloody blah how does my breath smell like you're gonna want to ask a little really. yeah i don't think that that um is a, a swipe right kind of uh is that the right i don't know i don't know, know. Oh. I don't know whether it's left or right oh, I, I was trying to be down with the kids then but <laughs> I think it's swipe right if you like them, but I may be wrong. I think you're right, yeah. So you're not okay. swiping right on bad breath. No. <laughs> also, what I would say is, you know, food sticking in your teeth as well, which is a real turn-off, um, you know, spinach, anything sort of, you know... Leafy. Leafy, mm. green, um, that sticks in between your teeth is is quite a turn-off, and then you can't stop looking at it. You know, if somebody's got something, you kind of go in, oh, oh, just... Just go like that. Yeah, Just you lick. start over. Mm, yeah, I think you probably do. When you're watching them, you're sort of going, why don't you do that and get it off? But yes, I think that maybe first dates is not a not a leafy vegetable kind of eating thing. Or spaghetti, probably, because I don't think anybody can look good eating spaghetti. No, and it's, you end up wearing it. Yeah. Like, even if you, you don't spill it all over yourself, because, you know, you're not a toddler, but, like, <laughs> you end up with, like, a sauce smile. Yeah. If it's, like, a really tomato-y, and then it's or oily, you get, yeah. like, the lipstick outline of the sauce. And if, you, if you're not really good at winding it on a fork or, and a spoon, you end up going, sucking it in and it's slapping around your face. So that's not a great look either. So there's a, a few foods to um, avoid from the attractiveness point of view. Um, not necessarily healthy for your teeth, but it might be healthier for your love life if you <laughs> stick to something that uh, is more attractive to eat, maybe. That is true. Although I don't think anyone can make me give up pasta or coffee. I love no. coffee too much. But I think you know you can finish your meal with a coffee especially if you're both having it Mm. and that's probably what you need to do is match with if you're having garlic and they're having garlic that's absolutely fine because you won't smell it yeah so it's both the same but um i don't know do people go out on meals on first dates i don't know i don't know i think going out for coffee is more yeah you don't want to be committed to that length of time do you yeah yeah especially three courses that can be hard (laughs) not going for like a big slap up meal (laughs) if you've got three courses you've got to get conversation for all that time i'm I'm waiting for the oh i'm i i think we do all right on our podcast to be fair this is true (laughs) but yes a nice a nice coffee going out for coffee obviously without any sugar in Mm. or even tea would be much better because tea's got fluoride natural fluoride in the tea leaves so as long as you're having it without sugar it's actually really good for your teeth and you haven't you've got some staining but not quite as bad as coffee so Mm. uh yeah let's make a first date going out for a cup of tea you know what you're not having a cake with it though 
Then I'm gonna cake. Mm. No. Probably yeah, maybe not. Some plain popcorn. <laughs> or a yeah. breadstick. Um a right drip, but a no rice right. cake. <laughs> you could have a cheese board. Oh yeah, coffee. We're back and to cheese, cheese again. <laughs> it always <laughs> comes back to cheese. Yeah. But the um I think the elephant kind of in the room with Valentine's is um <laughs> safe sex to come out with it so we talk a lot about hpv and it's spread when you're meeting new people and you're at much more risk of that so we need to slip in some safe sex messaging there because you can't talk about valentine's day and not discuss it it seems a bit yeah, we're, we're far farther away than the fir- from the first date now, obviously. Mm. <clears throat> so we've got we've got used to all of their foibles, and we've not had any spinach in our teeth, and we've you you've know, had your cheese and your coffee. Yeah, had your... cheese, coffee. We've got a bit further. <laughs> so yes, um, it is important because um, HPV um, is the human papilloma virus, which causes cervical cancer, but it also causes. Um, oral cancer mouth cancer so we have to look at the number of partners that we have and try and keep them to a minimum practice safe sex um is obviously you know good for every every part of it but obviously Mm -hmm. your your mouth um the um hpv um is passed through oral sex so again practice safe sex uh with that as again again <clears throat> trying to minimize the um the number of partners you have we're looking at a generation now where the majority of girls have been um vaccinated mm-hmm. the hpv vaccine is given um in schools in year seven year eight before the children are sexually active um we did have a campaign a couple of years ago which uh, thankfully was successful called jabs for boys because boys were not being given the hpv vaccine because they don't have a cervix Mm -hmm. however they have a mouth and you know that once it was realized that this hpv that causes um cancer it's um hpv hpv PV 16 and 18 mm-hmm. are the 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 actual numbers of the virus that um cause the cancers <clears throat> so um that that can be passed from somebody who is not vaccinated to a male or um male male sex it 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 can be passed by lots of different connotations of, mm. of relationships so we do just have to be aware and as i say boys are being vaccinated now so hopefully we will see in a few years time we will see the um the the, the rise that's happening at the moment of uh, mouth cancer caused by hpv dropping the same way as cervical cancer rates have dropped yeah. i mean they're down like 90 percent, mm-hmm. which is absolutely phenomenal and and brilliant but we need to see um mouth cancers caused by hpv dropping at the same rate because year on year they are rising at the moment and you know hopefully there will be a peak and then it will start coming down again as more and more boys take up the the vaccination 
Unfortunately, during COVID, obviously the, the, the children weren't at school, so they're a little bit behind on the programme. So the vaccinations have dropped massively over the last couple of years. <clears throat> so we're kind of on catch up again. And the, we have found um, there is a thing called vaccine fatigue. Oh, yeah. Where because we've had a lot of vaccinations over the last two years with covid and covid boosters and you know etc etc i mean some people are on five injections now which are obviously really really important but you know i think people are getting to a point where they say well we've had so many we don't want to have any more but it's still really really important that if your young person is offered that vaccine please take it up i mean there are some medical conditions that you can't have it which is fair enough eggs that's right yeah Yeah. you it's one of those things right you won't always know you have it but everyone is exposed to it and especially in intimate situations i mean that's how it's spread which is why we're talking about it it's it's if you can prevent yourself getting it fab but you could have it and not even know it and exactly. then give it to someone yes which is yes. you know the same with many stis but, yeah you know. it's um less easily treated than other stis um and mouth cancer is you know it it kills nearly four thousand people a year there are nearly nine thousand new cases a year so we're we're looking as i say at a rise of the cause of these mouth cancers being HPV and that is something that we hadn't seen a few years ago and it is on the rise um, but a lot of people don't realise how you can pass this on and um, you know practising safe sex and as I say limiting your partners mm-hmm. is one way of doing it and I think we you know as time goes on we get more used to talking about these things and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem such a you know let's snigger into our sleeve kind of um conversation yeah which can be difficult to adults about it absolutely absolutely and um i don't think there's anything else for us to discuss about valentine's day in particular but um you know if you haven't got a date then go treat yourself to some plain popcorn and cheese (laughs) I don't know what the takeaway is here. crying <laughs> over a sad film all on your own. You... <laughs> oh, dear. And mind you, it's pretty much the same as being married for 20 years, yeah. you know. It's about as romantic as that, really. But, hey, my husband's got cheese, so he'll be fine. I think I have got biscuits for uh, hey. Valentine's Day, so we could get Do you know up. what? That sounds it's like a good match made night. in heaven, isn't it? You bring the biscuits, he's got the cheese. There sounds like a date to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Thank you.